This is a good place to be led to here in Palvoza, where Mary had appeared. It's a good place because it somewhat summarizes a lot of the pilgrimage. I don't know if you noticed, but with Our Lady appearing here and asking us about the scapular, saying that she is all merciful, a merciful mother, it shows us a lot about uh, all that we have lived in this trip, whether we think of the Sacred Heart right at the beginning. Remember that? Remember being at Paré le Montréal? when we encounter the sacred heart of Christ, his infinite mercy, and how the blood and water flows from his wounded side, how great of a heart he has. Remember that desire that was born in our hearts to rest upon his heart, to receive the living water from his heart? That was a a very powerful moment Remember, too, the different periods when we encountered the Eucharist, the beauty of his heart. Also, then the encounters with Mary. Remember about the silence, uh, the silence of Martha Robin. Martha Robin, that uh, mystic who received the stigmatas, but even more than the stigmatas, even more than the fact that she lived on the Eucharist alone for 50 years. The fact that her saliva glands had completely dried out. She was not able to swallow. And yet, whenever the priest would put the Eucharist on her tongue, she would salivate enough to be able to swallow, just for that moment. She was barely able to even receive water. And what she revealed to us was much more than that. It was much, much more. What I found there was this burning heart to rest, to remain hidden in the heart of Christ. Remember Martha, Martha Robin. Pray that she may be made a, a saint. And we know that she's venerable now. Remember the tears of Our Lady of La Salette the tears of Our Lady of La Salette, who is weeping over our sins and is saying that she can't always hold back the judgment of God, that eventually that will have to follow. And we find in her this merciful mother, the one that has been given to us by the gentleness of the heart of Christ, holding back and asking for mercy Remember today when we heard in that conference about Our Lady when she appeared here in Palvoisin, how um, she is, for lack of a better term, the mistress, the master, the one who is the head. She is the mother of Christ. It is such an irony because Christ is God, and yet he listened to his mother. He listened to his mother. He always did. Scripture is filled with that point about the commandment to respect our parents. And Christ, it said, lived in obedience to his parents. Remember in Luke. And so 
he listens to Mary today. And we remember encountering in Lourdes, or on the way to Lourdes, in Le Puy-en-Valais, going up into the womb of the church. On Puy-en-Valais, and then in Lourdes, uh, the great mercy. Mary pointed towards that source of water, as she does today. She's pointing us to the sacred heart of Christ. She pointed to that source of water, that sacred heart of Christ. And we go and we drink from the water of Lourdes. We bathe in the water of Lourdes. We bathe in the sacred heart of Christ. And we are renewed. Climbing up here on our way back to Paris to encounter Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal and the little flower, St. Therese, we stop off this little place and it's a hidden precious pearl. And we learn about the silence of Mary. We learn about Mary being all merciful mother. And hearing about this, we read in this scripture, our eyes are on the Lord till he shows us his mercy. We read in that refrain for the psalm, the reality that our eyes are on the Lord until he show us his mercy and how true that was of Our Lady. She was the one that sat before the Lord like, you know, that lady in the parable of the unjust judge who knocks at the door, knocks at the door, knocks at the door until finally the unjust judge answers. Mary, with love, in the silence of her heart, stood knocking at the door of the Lord for us, for us. And so she becomes our mother, our lady, We see that here in this gospel, we have a great enemy. Um, And that enemy is certainly the devil, but that's not the one I was referring to. This enemy is getting used to. That's it. That's the enemy. Getting used to. For in this gospel, all these people that know him, know Jesus... Don't accept him. No prophet is accepted in his own land. What is the land of Jesus? Well, France. What is the land of Jesus? Your heart. New Zealand. What is the land of Jesus? It's us. We are the family of Christ. And so our temptation is to be like these people. To reduce the Lord to less than what he is. To reduce the Lord, to get used to him. We speak of silence. And there is a silence that is a silence of love and admiration. There's sometimes when you're standing before the mystery where there's no words that can express it. Sometimes where the only response we can give to something is silence. And that's not the silence of boredom. These people seem to be um, showing us a different kind of silence. A silence of, uh, I already know it all, and so I don't want to listen. Here, we find a secret that our, Our Lady 
is able to show us because she was, quote unquote, very used to Jesus. I mean, nobody could have been more used to Jesus, but not in this sense, not in a negative sense. She lived constantly of his presence. But how does she always keep it new? We say that she lived in silence. She surely sought for the truth and learned every day. But her learning wasn't um, a kind of learning that made her want to go out and uh, talk a lot. Sometimes the mysteries which we understand are just too much. And every time you try to express it in words, our words fail. And Mary, she lived of it. Her understanding led her to live of it. And so she remained in silence. Mary doesn't have many words in Scripture. There's only a few in there, if you remember. There's only a few sentences attributed to Mary. But this woman changed the world. So much so that National Geographic has now put out I don't know how many issues in saying that Mary is still the most powerful woman in the world. You know? I don't know how many issues is put forth saying how much this woman has influenced and changed the world. Ipso facto. And yet, she wasn't a woman of many words. How so? It's important to grasp that the largeness of Mary's heart allowed her to live of a presence. To some of you, just a little while ago, I was expressing the beauty of silence. I was saying that, you know, when I was speaking with young adults, I'll often say that silence, there are two kinds um, of silence. There's the kind of silence where um, you go on a first date and you're sitting there, you're chatting away, and all of a sudden you can't think of anything to say. And it gets nervous. And you, uh, you feel awkward. And some of you may have felt that when we were eating in silence. Some of you told me you did. Some of you told me you did. And that's the bad kind of silence. Mary had a different kind. More like a couple who have lived together and loved each other for 50 years. They know each other backwards and forwards. And they love each other with all their heart. They know what kind of tea the other one wants. And they just simply get it without speaking. They walk through the house in the presence of one another. And there's no need to speak. And with Our Lady, she wants to lead us to his sacred heart so that we might live of his sacred heart all day, every day. As Mother Teresa showed us, you don't have to be in the silence of a cloister to live of that. Because everything we encounter in the world speaks to us of God. When I open the door, I meet the birds. I meet my brother or sister, and I encounter God. When I walk down the street and I purchase whatever I need to purchase, it's always in the justice of God and the goodness of God that I walk forward. And so, again, I look at that scapular that comes from this place, and I say, wow, it summarizes the whole trip. Uh, we have the sacred heart 
on the front and the Immaculate Heart on the back. And after having been away from France for so long, I'm deeply impressed by how much the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart have been enrooted in France. You know that during the French Revolution, there was a movement against the French Revolution, and their flag, which, the, yeah, which they went to war with, was the French flag with the Sacred Heart on it. It's part of this culture. And it's something beautiful to teach us. And so let us go forward in this Mass, and in the silence of the Mass, encounter a presence and dwell with him, dwell in his sacred heart, allowing Mary to teach us what she does best, which is how to pray, to never get used to him, never to take him for granted, never to belittle the immensity of the mystery to which we are called to live of, but always to follow in her footsteps and to rest in God and to love him and to ask that his heart might become ours.